Are you using OBS Studio to live stream and you're looking for more flexibility to present? Do you enjoy directing live streams, but other applications are lacking the ability to have multiple directors? Or maybe you're just looking for an awesome application that gives you the flexibility of adding another director to help support and manage a live stream event, also known as a co-director. What about the ability to remote control OBS and changing guests' video and audio? Guess what? I have the tool for you, and it doesn't stop there. Welcome to the Daily Tech Show. I'm your host, John Meyer. And would you like to set up or include various guests in the different scenes of OBS without having to worry about configuring OBS scenes on the fly? What about creating an invite so when guests join that they're automatically added to OBS? Well, I have the tool for you. Have you ever heard of Video Ninja, formerly OBS Ninja? Today, we're talking with Steve Seguin, the developer and creator behind this awesome peer-to-peer browser-based tool and the latest release, version 19, which includes sharing controls in a room, Raspberry Pi, 3D effects, additional turn servers, and much more. Before we bring Steve on the show, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and the notification. All right, please join me in welcoming Steve Seguin to the show. Steve, thanks for joining. Hey, John. Thanks for having me again. So, Steve, you and I haven't done a recording in a little bit. The last one was version 18.3, was it? Correct? Yep. That's it. All right. Now we're talking about version 19. Now, version 19 has some cool features, and I was looking at it and playing around with them, and including somebody reached out to me on YouTube about this code director feature. Let's talk about a couple of the features, and I really want to jump into code director because being a highly you know user of Video Ninja and a director, I find this really valuable that I can split the duties across another director helping me out. So we have code director, we have director remotely changing camera and your microphone with a consent flag. This cool 3D face effect. By the way, I saw the picture of you on Discord with it. Uh, the stats bar and some more turn servers in Australia. So let's jump in our first one. Let's talk about the code director. Right. Okay. So the, the code director allows us to add a password uh, to the director's room that is specific to allowing other directors to join the room as a director role. All sort of messaging uh, that takes place is peer to peer. And so this was a little bit complicated to set up because I had to make sure all the guests in the room be aware that there isn't a primary director, there's also a secondary director. And this password uh, is a way to share that information with the, the mesh. So a second user can now come in as a, a second director and have near equal access as the primary director to change things like cameras, adding to scenes, things like that. So I have a little gotcha, and you do have it in your wiki, is that the password for the code director cannot be the same password as the room. If that's the case, it doesn't work because it already says that the room is in use, correct? Uh, I, I think I'm going to fix that, but uh, that that is the case currently, I, I believe, yes. Okay, because I was working with you one-on-one. -on -one. I wanted to play around with this awesome feature being that I love the director. I love all the uh, availability you gave to him, all the controls that you gave to everybody. 
I've actually done a full on videos. Actually, speaking of that, take a look at my top five features of Video Ninja. And I probably spend the first 20 minutes on the director panel because there's so much information about that. So going back to that, Steve, the director has now given me the ability to have a co-director, somebody that's not sitting in the same room with me, but can control the scenes and I can talk to them directly either through messaging or you know, video, whatever it is. I think that's an awesome ad. It's the first iteration of this concept and I'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of feedback. Uh, so I welcome any ideas on how to make that better. Well, speaking of feedback, Steve, how does one provide feedback to you? A great way to provide feedback, I'd say, would be to join the Discord community. We have discord.video.ninja. There is a feature request channel. Any ideas or feature requests can be put there, and I regularly go through them, trying to add those in pretty quickly if I can. Uh, if you have problems, I'm happy to discuss what those problems are and find a solution with you as well. But if you also just want to throw it on GitHub or email me those ideas, I'll, I'll accept it any way you can give it. Awesome, Steve. Everybody, I'll include the links in the description below on how to contact Steve. I talk to him uh, very frequently on Discord, and we talk back and forth. I'm like, Steve, I can't get this to work. And he's like, well, let's see. Let me try it out. And he usually jumps right on. He tries to help everybody as much as possible. This is an awesome product. So I do have to give you a shout out on how, how much I love it, how much I use it. Uh, it's one thing that I have been using for the last year. In fact, I would not be live streaming if it wasn't for your product. I always have to tell you that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. So, Steve, uh, the other thing is there's two additional turn servers in Australia. Do you want to talk about that? And also, how many does that make in the Australia region now? Uh, so, Australia took a little longer than the other ones, uh, mainly because Australia is kind of expensive. Uh, there aren't any servers that offer a lot of bandwidth. Uh, so I have to really buy multiple turn servers in the Australian region to kind of amount to the total bandwidth I need. So at the moment, there's currently three. Uh, I'm concerning the amount of usage there is that I might need to add a couple more soon. Uh, but it's been greatly appreciated by people for me to add those there. Um, there's just a few regions in the world, Australia being one of them, that is uh, yeah, more on the expensive side to offer. Well, I'm sure everybody appreciates the ad, and I'm sure this is a good problem. You have more usage, you need more servers. So, you know, it comes with the territory, correct? Yeah, you know, I've added an additional one to Singapore and Japan in this release. The, the next stop will be South America, I think. So we'll see how I can handle that. All right, cool. So Steve, moving on to version 19. You, I noticed in the upper right-hand corner all these stats. It looks like a link, an eye, an ear. Can you tell everybody about these stats, the thoughts behind them, and the recent addition, maybe upcoming changes around them? And feel free, if you want to share your screen, show people, whatever it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think maybe sharing a screen would work here. Yep. Um, share screen. Can you see right. my screen now? Yep. I'll zoom in a bit so you can see it. So oh, in the yeah, top. Right there. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So before we had a 
a little bit of info where it showed what it said was total number of viewers, uh, your upload speed. Viewers is a little bit of an abstract term because it, it really implies any sort of outbound connection. So it could be audio only, it could be video only, or it could be a data connection. I wanted to provide cl clarity on how many people were pulling data from your computer. So that was what the definition of viewer was. Uh, there was also a combined upload speed, and that was useful. But I wanted to provide even more clarity because I don't think people really understood what viewer meant. So in this version, I spent the time to break it down into more detail. Uh, if you put your cursor over these items, you'll see that there is a little pop-up tooltip explaining what each one is as well. Uh, the first one in the list is a chain or it's the number of connections. So number of outbound connections you have. This could be really anything. That could be a data connection, it could be a viewer. Then we have ears. This represents the number of people who are pulling audio from you. This could be a scene, it could be a director, it could be really anyone. That is the number of people who have the potential to hear you. Uh, doesn't mean they're actively listening, but it, it does imply that someone is pulling an, an audio stream from you. Then we have little eyes, same concept, video. So if I went over to another room and I, uh, well, maybe if I muted the video here, uh, the, the number of eyes after a few seconds will update to show that no one's viewing me anymore because I've turned off my camera. Uh, then we have a little scene uh, stat. So this shows you the number of scenes that are viewing you. This is specific for group rooms where you have a director using scenes. But I thought it was important to differentiate between uh, scenes and other viewer types so you have an idea of who's that mystery viewer because you may not see them in the room but there's an expectation that there probably still is a scene somewhere uh, and then there's still the upload bandwidth i had not added any sort of inbound sort of connection information or data on that front here uh, to me that at the moment that's less of a priority uh, so this is all outbound uh, and that seems to be the more significant uh, stat. But if you click on this anywhere, you, you can see the detailed stats. And before you could get those detailed stats by clicking on your, on your own video with the control button held down, now you can get those stats just by clicking on the, um, the, the stats icon up here. And you can see your total uh, upload and download per guest. Um, outbound there. And if you click on the inbound video, you get stats on that particular video. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, I, I just try to consolidate the, 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 the fundamental th stats, the ones that are important for security, for example. Nice, awesome. That's a great addition. I do like the icons. Uh, by the way, I do like the two eyes, you know, they're watching you. Speaking of the cool icons, I saw that you added a 3D face effect. Uh, is that Ooh. something you could show us here? Because I think that was actually pretty cool. So, Unity is asking for more face effects. And so in version, uh, version 19, 
we've introduced the beginnings of face effects. Um, so here's a mask. Uh, you can, you know, <laughs> follows me around. Nice, um, that's cool. It's, it's a 3D mask, so you know, it tracks your face and applies the, the filter. This is created as a sample, and it's pretty easy, I'd say, for users to add their own custom models. Uh, at the moment, you need to contribute those models back to the GitHub repo, so it can be made accessible. Or if you self-host the code, you can add it to your own private repo. But hopefully, going forward, I'll be able to add dozens of options, dozens of different models and effects. Uh, and so in, in this version, there's just going to be a couple of sample ones to start. So is that a shout out to everybody to go ahead and add some samples and 3D effects to the Git repo to, you know, really grow this to like thousands of options? I mean, I think uh, if everybody contribute, that's would provide some cool aspects of the 3D effect. I'm trying to make it as, as easy as possible for developers to customize and add their own. Yep. Uh, it's, it, it is pretty simple. This particular one is using a model by a package called uh, 3JS. So if you have any sort of experience with that particular model, you can import that in. But there's only a few different libraries I'll be supporting. So you don't have to use um, anything you're not familiar with necessarily. Nice. That's a really good add. I, I think that goes to the full effect of everybody using some, you know, kind of different features, those virtual backgrounds, or you want to add a little kind of custom, like an avatar to your, you know, conferencing or your video just to kind of give it a, a little bit more you know wow factor so 100%. steve my next my next question is i noticed that uh there was an ad and the reason that i was following this is guest shares the screen right and they have this label for the webcam and now it will actually carry over to the screen share the label will and i had this question yep. on youtube the other day and i didn't have an answer but i saw this in the updates I got to shout back to the person that commented on YouTube, but that's another great ad. It, it wasn't a very obvious thing for me to add. Uh, when I think of a screen share, I think of a nice clean video. I don't always think of a, a, a label attached to it, but that, that's just a reflection of how important user feedback is for me. Yep. If, if I don't get user feedback, I'll, I'll never know that I'm making a mistake or there's a better option. Nope. Definitely a great ad. I'll let everybody know that one version 19 is out and released, which should be shortly, correct? Yeah, like it's, it's done. Uh, I feel like there's always endless polish, so it's just a matter of, of me finally saying that that's enough polish. Yep. Uh, I, I can't wait till it comes out. All right, so another thing that I noticed on the updates and the release notes, the director remotely changing your camera and microphone, but only with the consent flag enabled. I think this provides some great flexibility and controls to the director and the co-director. Yeah. So previously a director could remotely control the microphone and camera, but it, it put up a, a message asking the user for consent. In this new version, uh, you can add the consent flag to the URL. And so when the guest joins the room, they're, they're kind of asked for consent upfront. And so anytime throughout the show, uh, the director no longer needs to, to, to make another request. They can just change it on the fly. All right, nice, nice. 
I I have to bring up another version 19 release. Something that you that was in the updates. I want a little more information on is the proof of concept on being able to remotely control OBS via Video Ninja. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, uh, I I might have a link for it, um, but and it's it's definitely up on data site currently. OBS has WebSocket supports, right? So we can control OBS via WebSockets currently. The problem with using WebSockets and OBS is it doesn't work outside of your local network. Firewalls block the WebSockets working across the internet. Video Ninja solves that problem by acting, by acting as a bridge between uh, any computer on the internet and that WebSocket interface within OBS. So I've created a demo app where as a, uh, as a director of OBS, you can just open this web page and anyone with the accompanying link can now issue commands via Video Ninja to your computer, which are then sent to, the, to your OBS via WebSockets. Uh, so it's a little bit of a tunnel. It doesn't require any sort of downloads. And I've created a application online that lets you uh, not only connect to your OBS WebSockets, but also creates a, a dashboard that gives you the basic uh, functions to change scenes, stop, start, get information on OBS, whether it's recording, whether it's having CPU issues, and you even have the option to toggle on the output of OBS. So you can share the virtual camera output of OBS with those remote uh, OBS directors. Nice, nice. So Steve, before we wrap things up, are there any other features that you want to talk about for version 19 that I didn't grab or capture? Uh, you know, there's so many things that uh, I, I'm not quite sure what to say. Uh, there's a, a grid view. So uh, rule of thirds, you can apply that to a guest videos to help them align their heads better. Uh, there is a new command called panning. This places individuals in a chat room in different spatial orientations, left and right stereo. So when you're having a conversation, people are all sitting in the room in different spots. So there's an extra layer of separation between them so you can tell who's talking more easily. Uh, there's, there's audio beeps that you can enable when people join and leave a room. Uh, and, and there's a ton of auxiliary tools that have been added, um, such as support for Raspberry Pis, jets and devices, hardware encoding on those. Uh, the Android app has been updated. Uh, a, a lot has been done within the span of this release. Okay, I did notice the Raspberry Pi updates for version 19. Real quick, do you want to talk about that before we wrap things up? Yeah, uh, a Raspberry Pi is just like a, a little mini computer. Uh, $10, $50, depending on where and what. But it has a hardware encoder, and so you can plug an HDMI adapter into it, either a Camlink or a $10 HDMI adapter, and it will then let you capture that raw video, encode it, and then broadcast it into Video Ninja. So you can have your own dedicated little mini hardware encoder to turn a camera or a TV into a uh, some sort of uh, 
wireless transmitting device without needing a computer dedicated to using Video Ninja. All right, interesting. So Steve, I gotta thank you. Everybody, you heard it here, version 19 for Video Ninja with all the cool features and releases. This has been, a, I wanna say long time coming because we haven't done one in about a month and a half, almost two months uh, video. But don't forget, if you wanna see more content around Video Ninja on the Daily Tech Show, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and the notification. Steve, I gotta thank you for everything, uh, all the Video Ninja work, all the hard work that you put into this product. I know the user community appreciates it. Thank you, John. I all right. Yes, yes, Steve, thank you so much for joining the show. Have yourself a good one. And until next time, folks.